Ollie Gordon put together a memorable season for the Cowboys, but will he stay, and can Oklahoma State, with Gordon, compete for another Big 12 championship? I'm Matt Jordan. Welcome into the Pokes Podcast, part of the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network, and why we're still a couple of weeks away from Oklahoma State's bowl game against Texas A&M. There's been some news about transfers, also been some awards that have been announced as well. And uh, some other information to go with football. We'll talk basketball a little bit as well. But I don't want to preview the bowl game just yet. I want to save that for next week as they get set for that game uh, on the 27th. So looking at some of the transfer news for the Cowboys. Some players that have entered the transfer portal for Oklahoma State and what some players might look like. And of course one of those rumors is Ollie Gordon and any time a player... Not out of nowhere for Oklahoma State fans, but out of nowhere for maybe college football fans across the whole. There's a bunch of nonsense about, oh, they're going to transfer. They're going to transfer. I don't think Ollie Gordon's going anywhere. I think he likes it here. I think he likes what Oklahoma State is doing. Obviously, with the history of running backs at at the college, what he was able to put together as a sophomore, he can do that again as a junior and really set himself up uh, in in good competition to get a good draft pick or be selected you know as a as a draft pick uh, the following season so I think he stays I'm not worried about it but there are some players that are leaving we talked about Gunnar Gundy entering the transfer portal to go along with Gunnar there's Jaden Nixon who played in 12 of Oklahoma State's 13 games he carried the ball 50 times for 197 yards rushing. He averaged just under four yards a carry. He had one rushing touchdown uh, and averaged about 16.42 a game. Now, he was getting a lot more playing time early in the season when Oklahoma State, a lot of a lot of the talk was about the rotating at quarterbacks. They did the same thing with running backs as well, and then they finally handed the reins over to Ollie Gordon, and obviously we know about that. I don't blame Nixon for transferring. Nixon was pretty good in the pass. He was, uh, some might say, better in the pass than he was in the rush. He had 127 yards receiving on 12 catches and a touchdown. So not not too bad uh, for Nixon in, in the, the action that he got. And again, I don't blame him for transferring. Uh, it's understood there. The, the other two guys I thought were a little interesting. Um, Especially this next one. Jaden Bray is transferring 30 catches, 382 yards, two touchdowns. And then the other wide receiver that is transferring uh, is Blaine Green. And Green, another one of those guys that was part of the starting wide receiver team early and then kind of fell off a little bit. Green, 13 catches for 102 yards. Now, the Cowboys should get Deshaun Stribling back. Brennan Presley's gone, and then they had the emergence of Rashad Owens and Leon Johnson. But I thought with Bray that they Bray could have competed, but I guess he felt like bouncing, and that's okay. There's there's nothing wrong with that. Bray played in ten games this year, uh, had those two touchdowns. Blaine Green did not score, but he did have over 100 yards receiving on the season. It'd be interesting to see who fills the number one role. Presley, I thought it was going to be Deshaun Stribling coming into the season. He looked like he was going to be that guy and then got hurt. Matter of fact, in only four games played, he had 14 catches for 200 yards receiving and a, and a touchdown. So 
I like Stribling as the guy to take over next year, but I also think they could get a couple of guys coming in as well. Safety Ladarius Webb Jr. is also entering the transfer portal and walk-on offensive lineman Jake Henry and defensive lineman Ricky Lalohe are also entering the transfer portal. So six players in total have entered the portal. None of those really surprised me outside of... Bray surprised me because I felt like he had a chance to be one of the number one wide receivers next year, at least a starting wide receiver next year, to go alongside with with Stribling and one of those other guys. I I like Bray, um, but I guess it's not all too surprising. And then I was honestly shocked, and and I don't blame him, uh, Gunnar Gundy transferring as well. And and with Gunnar Gunnar transferring... Uh, who's going to be the guys next year? And there's a few. I don't think, and when the, the portal opened up and a lot of college quarterbacks decided that they were going to be transferring, I was kind of hoping Oklahoma State would target one of them, but I do not believe they will. One, Alan Bowman is applying for a waiver to extend his eligibility. So if he were to get that, I am perfectly comfortable with Bowman coming back for another year at Oklahoma State, and I I think the Cowboys could find a lot of success with Bowman as the starter. Then if Bowman cannot get that waiver for extended eligibility, that'll leave it to... Uh, Garrett Rangel, who I listen, I'm just not a fan of. I don't like Rangel. I don't think Rangel's a good quarterback. Maybe with a, another year of development, he might prove me wrong. But in the five games that he played, he was 17 of 32. He threw an interception, had two touchdowns, 53% completion percentage, 172 yards passing. Averaged 34 yards a game. In my opinion, he was the worst of the three. He was most people's choice as the guy before Bowman did what he did, where he improved and showed himself as a good starting quarterback. A guy, again, that I would like to have back. I thought Gunner, in two less games, 21-34, he had more completions four more completions on only two more attempts. He was almost 62% completion percentage, and he had more yards, 202 to 172. He had one less touchdown, but he did not have an interception. And and Gunner also did it with his legs. You look at rushing stuff, Gunner had 14 attempts for uh, 39 yards. Now, he lost a lot through sacks, but 14 attempts, 39 yards. Uh, I liked Gunner Gundy a much better than Garrett Rangel. But Rangel is sticking around. He'll compete. I would like it to be Bowman. I'm not a Rangel fan. Uh, And then the other one is the freshman prospect, prospect Zane Flores, who a lot of people were excited about. And uh, they do plan on signing a a guy out of Cal um, from uh, Sierra High School there that will enroll in January. So I don't think it's going to be him, but he will be there. I'm hoping Flores looks good enough for them to go with it. I kind of felt like, and I saw this a lot in social media as well, I felt like if they were good with Gunner transferring, they felt good about Flores and they felt good about Rangel. Or they felt good about Alan Bowman getting that eligibility extended. So we'll see how that plays out as we get closer and closer uh, to, to all of that. But I don't think they'll really target anyone in the portal 
despite there being some pretty good names available of quarterbacks that are looking to transfer. Uh, Dante Moore, Cam Ward, Malik Murphy, Will Howard still looking for a spot, uh, the Toledo quarterback, Quan Finn, uh, and then some other guys that have already committed to a few places, obviously McCord going to Nebraska, Dylan Gabriel going to Oregon, uh, and one of the bigger ones, the Oregon State quarterback, Aiden Childs, going to Michigan State. So despite there being good quarterbacks that could transfer. I don't see any of them coming to Oklahoma State. I think Oklahoma State will roll what they have or hope that Bowman eligibility is extended. Now, there are some places I do think they will look to add some. Uh, I think receivers is always a spot they'll look to add. Offensive linemen and tight ends. So one of the receivers I do see them going after would be the uh, slot receiver out of Indiana, Jalen Lucas, 5'9", 170. They could really use a guy like that. They have some of the bigger, bigger, bigger wide receivers. Um and, you know, bigger play wide receivers, having a little guy like that in the middle. I could see them focusing on that. Tight end, I like the, the guy out of Kentucky in Jordan Dingle. Uh, and then uh, offensive line, there's a few. Um, Remington Strickland from Texas A&M is a guy that I like. And then on the defensive side of things, there's a few. Defensive tackle, uh, linebacker, always a good spot. Defensive back, um, a guy to go along with Justin Kirkland at Oklahoma State would be Cyrus Webster. They played together in Utah, uh, so that'd be a guy that, that I'd like. I think Kirkland could could help land that. Uh, then there's a cornerback out of Utah, uh, uh, Travis Boughton, 5'11", 190-pound senior, who is a Tulsa Union guy, so there's a guy that they, they could bring in. So there's a few of the guys. Nothing big, nothing splashy, just some nice fill-in spots to go with what they already have. Obviously, again, coming into the year, especially because I consider him coming back because there's not been anything really said uh, with Ollie Gordon, is I think that when you add – a couple of nice pieces around an offense is already going to focus on giving the ball to Ollie Gordon, whether that's Rangel, Flores, or Bowman. They're going to find success. It's just about having enough playmakers on the receiver side of things, having the ability to block for Gordon, and having a quarterback who's not going to turn over the football that will help the Cowboys find success. And they have to have just good enough defense because if you can play good defense, you can run the football, you're going to win a lot of games. Even in today's passing world, if you can play good defense, you can run the football, you're going to win games. It just comes down simple as that. And an Ollie Gordon can run the football. Speaking of Ollie Gordon, and I talked about his his wonderful season, um, one of one of the best we've seen in, in a few years uh, at Oklahoma State. I mean, Chuba Hubbard's last time had someone something similar to this. And one of the better seasons just in Oklahoma State history, which says a lot without good Cowboy running backs have been. Uh, so, Ollie Gordon, to go along with all the other awards he's won, uh, is a unanimous All-American. So you add that into the fact that he was also the Doak Walker uh, Award winner. And uh, he's the first Cowboy to earn the distinction based on the five outlets recognized by the NCAA, the Associated Press, AFCW, Football Writers Association of America, Sporting News, and Walter Camp Foundation since Chuba Hubbard did it in 2019. Uh, Being named a unanimous All-American is, again, just one of the latest accolades for what is the nation's top running back. Uh, Again, won the Doak Walker 
was named the Big 12 Offensive Player of the Year, and he finished seventh in Heisman voting, uh, which is the highest among all running backs. So some of the things Ollie Gordon did this year uh, as he heads into uh, bowl season, leading the nation in rushing yards with 1,614, Yards from scrimmage, 1,940. 100-yard rushing games, 8. 150-yard rushing games, 5. 250-yard rushing games and carries of at least 30 yards, 14. 40 yards, 7. And 70 yards, 2. He is second in rushing touchdowns at 20. Total touchdowns at 21. And all-purpose yards at 1,940. His performance against Kansas and West Virginia and Cincinnati made him the only FBS player in the past 10 years with 250 scrimmage yards in three straight games, and his 282 rushing yards at West Virginia are the most for any FBS player in a game this season. Gordon also put together a streak of six straight games with more than 120 rushing yards and two straight games with more than 270 yards. His games against West Virginia and Cincinnati marked the most rushing yards for an OSU player in a two-game span, 553 yards. Just ridiculous numbers since Heisman winner Barry Sanders posted 625 yards against Iowa and Texas Tech back in 1988. So just an absolute dominant season from Ollie Gordon and Oklahoma State. And if he returns, like I think he will, I think Oklahoma State is certainly poised to be competitive next season. This is what Oklahoma State's schedule looks like. It is somewhat difficult, but I think it could be harder. There's a stretch where they play five straight games on the road, but the competition in those five straight games, not the most difficult it could be. So here's what the Cowboys' schedule for 2024 looks like. Open up at home against South Dakota State, at home against Arkansas. Arkansas is losing their quarterback and their running back. Rocket Sanders transferred and K.J. Jefferson transferred. Then they have to go to Tulsa to play a home game on the road, essentially, uh, at TU. And that is the first of a five-game road road trip, which whoever did this scheduling did it horribly. Uh, on the road at Tulsa, on the road taking on Baylor, on the road at BYU, which we'll see how good they are, on the road at Colorado, we'll see how good Deion Sanders and the Sanders kids are in year two at for the Buffaloes in Colorado. Uh, started the season great, did not end the season very well. I expect them to be better. And I'm a, I'm a fan of the program. I'm a fan of Dion. I, I love Shador and, and Shiloh, and I, I hope they have long NFL careers. But we'll see how good they are next year. And then they'll end the road trip at K-State, uh, taking on the Wildcats. We'll see the new quarterback. They'll have some changes at the offensive coordinator spot. So we'll see what K-State looks like next year as well. Then they take on Arizona State, uh, the game they, they should be able to win. That is at home in Stillwater. They get Utah at home, which is nice. Then Texas Tech at home, West Virginia at home, and then on the road to end the season at TCU. So five straight road games, four straight home games, and then at TCU. Uh, four straight Big 12 road games and then four straight Big 12 home games, and then on the road at TCU. So that's what Big 12 play looks like. That's what the 2024 season looks like. And I think it's very favorable. 
they they should be able to beat South Dakota State. They get a, a Arkansas team with a new head coach. Now, one they've had before, obviously, but it would be a new head coach, a new quarterback, and a new running back. Then they get to take on TU. That Baylor, who is in a weird state of trying to fix itself since they made the Big 12 championship game. Then they get BYU, who is improving, but still is not quite adjusted to being in the Big 12. A Colorado team who could be really good next year, we don't know. Kansas State team that has gone through a lot of changes. An Arizona State team you should be able to beat. A Utah team who didn't have their quarterback for most of the year this year. And obviously is a very good program, winning him a very good coach. But we'll see what they look like in year one of the Big 12. A Texas Tech team who had a massively disappointment, uh, disappointing season this year. West Virginia team that they already beat this last year, and then a TCU team that absolutely fell apart this year after a great season two years ago. So obviously a lot can happen, a lot can change, but I really like their schedule next year. I think we could see back-to-back. Uh, well, I, I maybe get a little out of myself. I was about to say back-to-back. 10-win season or double-digit win seasons. Oklahoma State hasn't done that yet this year. I think they beat Texas A&M. That's why I'm saying that. But back-to-back really good seasons, and I think they could see double-digit wins, especially, in my opinion, if Bowman stays. Bowman, with what they have returning, um, I think maybe it might take a little bit. It's good that we open up with South Dakota State if you're going to thrust Rangel into that spot. So we'll see how that plays out. Uh, for the Cowboys. So that that's what football looks like. Um, bowl game in a couple of weeks. We'll see how they play in that game. Luckily for Oklahoma State, they, they really haven't lost a lot transfer-wise at the moment and are hurting heading into the bowl game. I'm assuming everyone's going to play. I haven't heard any info about anyone sitting out, but we'll have a full preview of that coming up uh, next next week as we get closer to the bowl game. Uh, the basketball team has a pretty big game coming up against ORU at home on Sunday. They did beat TU. I felt like that was a big win against the Golden Hurricane. They're now 4-5. and five. They have a chance with that win because they still have ORU, Wofford, South Carolina State, and Chicago State. I think they can win three of those four and be above 500 heading into Big 12 play where things get pretty difficult on January 6th where you open it up with Baylor. Uh, But the Cowboys, at least on the basketball court, looking a little better. We'll see how they come out against Oral Roberts. But it would sure feel good if you beat Oral Roberts and can win these next four out-of-conference games to start the season and enter Big 12 play on a five-game win streak. you got to be feeling good uh, about the the season as a whole if you are able to to pull that off. Uh, we'll, we'll see. It, it definitely did not start well. The season did not, but they're starting to look better, starting to look more comfortable, and uh, guys are starting to uh, meld, uh, meld, meld, mesh, and, and fit together. Uh, they found a guy that can score the ball in Javon Small. Obviously, we know what Bryce Thompson brings to the table, uh, so we'll see what they look like. But, man, that Big 12 play this year is going to be incredibly hard. And winning four out of your your last five or rattling off five in a row sh- sure will feel good heading in to Big 12 play. Again, we'll have a look fully at the preview for the bowl game coming up next week. Until then... I'm Matt Jordan with the Pokes Podcast, part of the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network.